Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we talk about film. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm your other host, Liam. And this week we've got a special. Uh, it's that time of year. Well, it's actually a little bit later this year, what with circumstances. But it's time for award shows and in particular the Oscars. So I thought we could uh, have a little breakdown of the, the major categories. I'm not going into everything, but uh, we could we could have a look into them see what we thought of films, because I know Liam's watched all of them. Well, I was going to watch every single one, but I thought it might actually be a better idea if one of us watches them, but the other one doesn't. So, you know, just because you're going to have, there's going to be so many podcasts and so many stuff where people have both heard, and sorry, seen the films. We need a USP. And this is our USP. This is one and a half Oscars reviews. <laughs> um. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's a good line. <laughs> so, like I say, this is coming off the back of, it was the BAFTAs last weekend, which I was going to watch and then forgot about it until it was pretty much done. <laughs> Whoops. Um, it wasn't, I, the bit I saw wasn't as good. I mean, it's, it's not the Oscars, is it? Well, no, but the Oscars is always on at like 3am our time, so. That's a good point. Sod that. Did um, you actually watch them, sorry, or did you just check up? I watched like the last half an hour of the BAFTAs and it was a bit weird because it was... Oh, so three o'clock in the morning is bullshit, but you're watching at five in the morning. Right no, now. no. Till... No, I mean, I watched the BAFTAs. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, the Oscars is going to be this weekend, the next weekend, um, the 25th is the oh, Oscars. So it's not even out yet? No. It's not even happened? Oh, this well, is my a... plan's gone down the shitter. <laughs> well... I mean, you can try and... What, so what, what What was your plan? Explain that to us then. So my plan was you were going to tell me what the films were in the category. I was going to tell you what I guessed one because so, I have i didn't even know the Oscars hadn't happened yet. I've not even I've not heard anything from the BAFTAs. So I was going to go off name only what I think the winner would be and then, based off the title alone, give you the synopsis of that film. And we can still do that with the BAFTAs one, I guess. Or we could guess what you think is going to win. We do it as a prediction. Hmm. What well, uh, I've seen you're having a pint there. What are you drinking, Aaron? I have got a chocolate stout nitro by Rogue. Ooh, Rogue, Rogue oh, Brew as well. That looks yeah. pretty mental. I'm drinking a Zin beer. It's the Brussels people, Brussels people's ale. It's a Belgian IPA, and it's five point eight percent. It's very nice. Sounds good. Mine is quite nice as well. Quite very chocolatey. And. It is 5.8% as well. Oh, matchy, matchy. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, like I say, not going to bother with, I mean, any of the I, original score. I don't think you're that arsed, are you? Danny Elfman. Uh, he's not nominated this year, unfortunately. He's been around for a fucking long time, hasn't he? He was in that pop group as well, wasn't he? Which one? Topau? Uh, maybe. <laughs> that was just the first pop name that came to my head. If that's actually who it is. What is it? No, he was in Boingo Boingo. That's what I said. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to edit this in. Who? Boingo Boingo? You still said it wrong and you don't edit these. <laughs> <laughs> that's close. But yeah, I, I didn't realise how, how old he was, I guess. Yeah. I didn't realise he'd been around for so long. Because you just like, sorry, no one cares about this shit. <laughs> I mean, if, if what it's worth, Trent Reznor and Attica Ross are both nominated twice. I hate Trent Reznor, though. Do you? 
I got one told. One's got told I look like Trent Reznor. I don't hate him because he he looks ugly. I just hate. Him. You didn't disagree with that either, and I've never <laughs> seen it to be honest. But <laughs> uh, I was more happy that you glazed over the. You look like him, and I said he looks ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are you um, gonna do? No, I just I don't know what it is about. I think he's just a bit of a dick. I assume he is anyway. Probably. He might be lovely. Probably. Uh, yeah, so if you're, if you're listening, scores. Trent, hit us up on Twitter and let us know yeah, if you're we'd, love to, we'd love to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, we've burned right. that bridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're not doing scores. What no. about that's best original score? What about best unoriginal score? <laughs> there is there is no best adapted score. I mean, unoriginal is if they just like copy it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, maybe that's one that's given out of the Razzies. I don't know. <laughs> You've just got the Titanic Celine Dion <laughs> back on there for some reason. Cool. So we're not no, doing that. No, but we. So the first one I was going to look at is best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go through the nominees first then. Uh, you've got Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of the Chicago 7. Ooh, so I've heard of Judas and the Black Messiah. Yep. But that's the one that I would have really wanted to... That's the, the top of my list that I want to see. Um, I've heard of... I know the story or the plot of The Sound of Metal... Okay. Um, which looks good or sounds good. And then what was the last one? Trial of the Chicago 7. Trial of, and then I've, I know of that one as well. Okay. So this is a tricky one because uh, I think it's going to be between Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. But it's probably not. Do you want to, do you want to give us the plot of one of those? Um, yeah, so... We all know who Judas is. <laughs> set, <laughs> set in, um, I guess, like 20, uh, no, 0, 20 AD. There's this dude, and he's a bit bit sketch. And then there's Jesus, but he's not regular Jesus. Or is he? Because it, it's a black Jesus, which, you know, probably 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 is regular Jesus. Um. And it's just a buddy cop story. It's a bit like Thelma and Louise, basically, but instead of bad things, they go around and do good things. But then Judas effectively, metaphorically pushes him off a cliff. And okay. that's how it ends. Yeah. And the, but it just cuts to black. And like, you don't know if he's what died. No, 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 no. In fact, no. Um, he does die, but then it comes up at the end saying, Finn? Question mark? <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the. Uh... Slides of him saying Jesus then came back. <laughs> well, just like he's playing basketball and it's a free stream. <laughs> <laughs> him dunking on someone. Yeah. I'm John the Apostle. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, that's what I'm fairly certain happens in Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I mean, I don't. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's not what happens. Um, oh. It's all about Fred Hampton, who was the. Chicago leader of the Black Panthers, and he's their group is infiltrated by Bill O'Neill, who is played by Lakeith Stanfield. 
Fred Hampton is played by Daniel Kaluuya. Keith Stanfield. Yeah, they're both a couple of favourites of mine anyway. Not mm. like those actors. And it's all about him infiltrating them for the FBI, basically. Okay, my plot was better. <laughs> well, I maybe. Think, I think we could make this. And We? we. Get... Yeah, okay. like us two. And probably get at least nominated. Okay. Well, what, what did win? So this is the thing. So looking back on the previous awards for this, um, the Writers Guild of America, which is often a similar sort of, it's all the writers basically from from the from the academy. Uh, they voted for Promising Young Woman. Okay. Uh, the BAFTA went to Promising Young Woman. The Critics Choice Award went to Promising Young Woman. And the Golden Globes, they only have best screenplay. So it's not best adapted and best original. They just have one. Uh, but that mm. went to Trial of Chicago 7. I knew that had got an award. But for reasons, you generally... Like, the Golden Globes are a bit weird. Yeah. They're voted on by, like, a very small number of people. And you always get weird shit that happens there. So probably don't trust that one as much. And then... So then other than that, the other three have both gone Promising Young Woman. So... Looks like it's probably going to win, be a win for that. Okay, and what's that one about? Because in my head I've got, um, by gosh, he's got it. What's that film called? Uh, my Fair Lady. My Fair Lady. That's what I'm thinking of. Again. Because she was a promising young woman and she fulfilled that promise. Different film. Either that or I've got this, uh, between that and Pretty Woman, the two plots that I've got in my head. Not really either of them, I think. So Promising Young Woman is about... Uh, Carrie Mulligan, who is a sort of 30, I think she just turns 30 in the film, that's one of the plot points, and she basically goes out on, she's sort of, her friend, a few years prior to the film, was raped, and eventually that caused her to basically take her own life, and as sort of revenge now, Carrie Mulligan's character goes out on nights out and pretends to be absolutely leathered, and gets guys to to pick her up and kind of they basically always try and like sleep with her even though she's obviously and at that point she kind of flips it and turns it back on them oh in what way like like snaps out of not being like not pretending she's leathered kind of thing yeah should i kill them no not violent she just tends to sort of it's a bit weird because in the film she just sort of tends to shame them and they tend to be they tend to be the, the nice guy who are just trying to look after her kind of thing. Oh, okay. And uh, But they're obviously not. They're obviously not so nice guys. So, yeah, that one I think will probably win. Written by um, Emerald Fennell, who wrote the second series of Killing Eve mm-hmm. as well. Um, so she's kind of, she wrote and directed that as well. So up-and-coming British talent, I suppose. I thought you said prickish. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a prick. Good writer. <laughs> Never met her. She might be. Um, oh, there was Trent Reznor. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. So, obviously, next you've got adapted screenplay. Nominees are mm-hmm. uh, Borat's subsequent movie film. What was that adapted from? Well, yeah, this is the weird thing. So I had a look at this, and it's adapted from the character Borat from the Ali G show. I don't think that really counts for uh, but, me, but... but that's that's such a, a, a cheat. Like, how can we get, try and get an award for this? 
Exactly. Oh, this sequel, this direct sequel to an, another film. Well, it was based off well, a TV think, show first. I th- I'm not sure if it won at the Oscars, but I think it won at some award show. But the original Borat from 15 years ago or whatever won the award for best adapted screenplay then. So it, it's definitely category forward, and that goes on a lot. And yeah. we'll get to it later on as well, don't worry. <laughs> but um, So that's your first one. The second one mm-hmm. is The Father. Uh, next is Nomadland. There's mm-hmm. One Night in Miami. And then finally, The White Tiger. I've not heard of any of these. I'm going to go with The Father. And I okay. think it's a prequel to Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> it's, it's not, actually. The Father... Is um my Judas and the Black Messiah, by the way, not not the bullshit one. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I got it, it was the god thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the father is about uh, it's Anthony Hopkins basically who plays uh he plays a guy who is obviously suffering from dementia, and it's all about his daughter comes to visit him and sort of their interactions, and he's kind of becoming a little bit belligerent and yeah, it's um, a re- I don't want to say too much for anybody who hasn't seen that one yet, uh, but it is definitely something I think worth seeking out for me. Not going into too much on my personal feelings. Yeah, those are your nominations. The awards for it have been a little bit split. So the Writers Guild gave the award to Borat subsequent movie film. Mm-hmm. The BAFTA gave it to The Father. Critics' Choice gave it to Nomadland. So a little a bit, bit of, split. A mix there, yeah. yeah. Feels like it could be quite open. I would I think the father will probably get it because it sounds like a bit of a, a jerker. I mean I'd like the father to win it. I think that's probably I haven't seen the White Tiger. That's one of my first the first I've not seen that one yet. And I think as well like But it is on Netflix. So. Borat is not a fantastic film. Have you seen Borat? Borat? Borat, yeah, yeah. Like it's funny. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was probably but, the best script, but I think it's interesting how, obviously, like halfway through them making it, the whole COVID just, thing it, happened. Yeah, and yeah, they, like, they kind of had to work that in. I thought that was really quite good. It's totally fine. Like it's and it's really well done, and I'm amazed that they still people still haven't heard of Borat. Apparently, you know, fifteen years later. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think like as a, and I know like these these things are shite most of the time. These award ceremonies, in terms of you can sometimes pay to win, but like when there's stuff that sounds really compelling, it's I don't see how that like if it was a, if it was like a a comedy award, fine, maybe it could be up there, but I don't know. It seems like completely saying. different. Yeah, yeah. Um. That, and it's still bullshit. That it's, it's not an ad, it's not adapted. Come on. That <laughs> that um, you know a deep drama about uh, dementia and the effect that has on your loved ones compared to my wife. <laughs> you know, but I do love my wife. Oh, are we were. <laughs> Let's not turn this into the Borat's quote. Get that fucking dance bit though. Oh my god! <laughs> I only watched it today. Oh, have you not seen it? No. Oh, right. So it's fresh in your head then. Yeah. yeah. That fucking... Um, oh, my God. What's his name? Trump's lawyer. Oh, yeah. Giuliani. Giuliani. 
holy fuck as well like because <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure you'd like seen like about it like yeah, oh yeah yeah stuff. i had yeah but when you see it you're like what the fuck <laughs> like it's just how did he let himself get to that point like what was he doing yeah dickhead. but the thing is i mean it just shows that that's obviously happening numerous oh, yeah. times yeah like, definitely all the time prick but you should watch that. In fact, no, yeah, for, for hard hitting journalism, let's put Borat up there. Borat should, <laughs> Borat should win the Oscar. Fair enough. We know when Liam's put his flag yeah. in for the only film he's seen so far. <laughs> um, talking of Borat, we'll move on and to best supporting actor because the first one here is Sasha Baron Cohen, but not for Borat for The Trial of Chicago 7 as Abby Hoffman. You know, I will say, he's like a legit good actor. Yeah. Like, aside from, like, comedian stuff, he's a fucking... He is good at what he does. I think it's that sort of commitment that he has to being an actor that always kind of made him quite good at... Other stuff. The characters, the Ali G, the... Yeah, and you know what? You do find that, like, comedians are really good at playing more serious roles, strangely. Like, it's harder to go... From drama yeah, to comedy, because comedians are funny or you're not, aren't you? Yeah, but but I think plus most comedians are depressed in some way, so yeah. probably helps. Depression's not funny, but you know, not that we're tarring them all with the same brush. But yeah. <laughs> you're not telling me Jack D is not depressed. Jack D's probably the only one who isn't. <laughs> yeah, Jack D. Jack D. As soon as you finish the interview. Walks out with a big smile yeah. on his face. The sunshine, lollipops. <laughs> to your face, just like you know, when you're at work, when like I don't know about you, but when you're at work, <laughs> is you know, that what it is? <laughs> you're never that happy, are you? You know, I'm at work, but then you're outside of work, you can be a completely different person. That's how it is for Jack. Dude. I feel like this. I work in retail. I always be smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, it's um, the eyes that tell you. Like, it's just a yeah. tear rolling down. <laughs> it's it's like, I'm like, I'm like, get out. <laughs> you're in the sunken place. Yeah. Go on. Um, talking of Get Out, the next nomination is Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. I've heard he's ace in this. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to tip the scales on what we're going to do for your prediction, so I'm not saying too much yet. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Leslie Oldham Jr. in One Night in Miami as Sam Cooke. Paul Rassi, or Paul Racy, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, I've only ever seen it written. Uh, in Sound of Metal as Joe. And then the last one is the Keith Stanfield in Judas and the Black Messiah as Bill O'Neill. So like you were saying before about category fraud. Yeah, because aren't, is... aren't both of them either the main... They're both the leads. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I've... I think the Keith Stanfield... No. I don't know who's the better actor. Probably, probably not him, but he's my favourite. So him just got man crush on him with Lakeith. Okay, yeah. And my synopsis um, for Lakeith Stanfield, the biopic. <laughs> oh, so we've already done this one. You yeah. don't have to do this one again. <laughs> no, we the synopsis of we've been through the synopsis of films. I got to go through the synopsis of each thing in the category. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> who 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 won? BAFTA gave it to Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. The I think I knew that to be fair. Critics' Choice gave it to Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. The Screen Actors Guild gave it to Daniel Kaluuya. 
and the Golden Globes gave it to Daniel Kaluuya. So it's it's a bit Straight of a sweep going into this. Yeah, feels yeah. like it's probably, and he is really good in it as well. Really, so it's, I need to see it's this not one. one that I think you could argue with. How's Lucky Stanfield in it? He's very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say he's very. It's just uh, I think that the Fred Hampton Daniel Kaluuya's role is is a lot more in your face. It's a lot more out he has, there. He has yeah, something to chew his teeth on. Definitely, yeah. Um, there's an interesting bit as well because Fred Hampton, as a character, is actually also in Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, I remember you telling me very, very briefly. Because that's the thing as well. Usually, think like looking back at Oscars and stuff. There's usually one way is one pretty reliable way of winning an award is by playing an actual person, like in a, a biographical film. Yeah, um, and. Four out of the five of these are actually were real people. Mm. It's just... Probably going to be one of them. Sorry, Paul Rassi, but or Racy. <laughs> How does it spell? I thought you were, thought you were quite, R-A-C-I. Oh. I thought he was quite good in Sound of Metal, but... Ratchy. Could be Ratchy. Yeah. Tweet us, Paul. Let us know. <laughs> You're on the list. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... It's an interesting race, but it should really be... Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, it seems from his name written all over it because his name's written all over everything else, apparently. Yes, exactly. So then, next one, uh, supporting actress. Okay, Borat, two girls in it. Yes, Maria Bakalova. Yeah, and she was good in Borat's subsequent movie film as Tuta Sagdiev. I thought she was quite good. Yeah. Hmm. The next one is Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy as Bonnie Mormor Vance. Um. <laughs> Hillbillyology. Apparently, it's a god awful film. I've not seen it. I know it's on Netflix, but to the point where uh, Glenn Close was also nominated for a Razzie for the same thing. Oh, so it says it's slim pickings. Then basically, is what they're saying. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, maybe it feels that felt like everything around it was like this is a film for the Oscars, and then everybody saw it and said, "Yeah, but it's not very good." You do find, like, and I, I may have mentioned this theory on the podcast before, but I feel like. A lot of like Oscar talks. What's the, what's the phrase I'm looking for? It's Oscar bait, isn't it? Oh, yeah, a lot of Oscar baity films. Not a lot happens in like the films that are often cited as being like critics' choice, like best films or creative masterpieces. It's not always a lot of stuff happening in them. Yeah, if that makes sense. And like something like you can appreciate the films for what they are. But I always think back to like the Will Be Blood as as a really as like an example of that. Like an amazing film, but there's not, I don't know, maybe it's just the structure of it or what, I'm not sure. They, they do tend to be sort of... A bit more character-driven. Character-driven, yeah. And I think that's uh, it tends to be a fine line that they tread because if they're good, they tend to be really good. Mm. And if they're not, they tend to be pretty bad. Yeah. So it's it's like, you know, you go to one extreme or the other generally. Maybe just because I've been pretty much just watching disaster movies and stuff recently that's skewed my, <laughs> skewed my view on film. I want a basic three-act structure. <laughs> not a building falling down every five minutes. No. You're not happy. It was this. It was between um, Live, Die, Repeat and Pacific Rim. Because I only watch films that I've already seen. The next one is Olivia Coleman in The Father. As I've hand. heard she's good in that. She is very good, yeah. I wonder if she won't get it because she won an award a couple of years ago and that's how they tend to do these things. She won for the favourite a couple of years ago. So, mm. I don't know. 
Um, Amanda Seyfried in Mank as Marion Davies. And then lastly, and I'm going to murder this name as well, uh, Yoon Yu Jung, I believe, in Minari as Soon Ya or Soon Ja. Apologies to all Korean listeners. Hang on fire. Let me see if Minari is what I think it is. But you can't Google it. No, I'm just looking at pictures. Yeah, I'm going with her. Okay. What is that about then? Oh, Minari is about a a family that moved to America and there's a lot of not so subtle racism towards them. It could be any say in any time period really in America right now. And they they have to pretend to be American. So they buy hamburgers and I'm really struggling on this one without with, with by not, I mean uh, it's it's the closest you've been yet. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know anything about that. I just know that's from the picture that that's the one that Steve Stephen Yen's in. Then yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and like I messaged you the other day, I feel like he's the biggest star in the world right now. Is that because um, of I, Invincible? It's just in everything. He's everywhere at the moment. He is quite like, getting around a bit. Yeah, I think he's just. This I've seen a lot of talk about him as well, so I've got a feeling I know who I think I'm going to put for best actor. Okay, as well. Um, he so that is. They're not. They haven't actually moved to America in the film. Mm-hmm. They moved, they were already living in. That's probably racist of me, assuming that they. San Francisco. Well, they are Korean. There. They do play a Korean family. So okay. Um, I sh- oh, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I should have um, just given the plot of Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been racist. Yeah. That would have been racist. <laughs> um, and they move to like a rural sort of bumfuck nowhere America, mm-hmm. and. The, it, the the father wants to start a farm. That's his thing, and it's it sort of more focuses on the I kid. You're gonna say the father wants to start a family. I'm like, no, I'm done with you. <laughs> Another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sort of focuses a lot on the kid and his relationship with the the grandma moves over as well to sort of help with the childcare while the parents are working. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a family drama type thing. I thought it was really good. Um, I know it's not quite everyone's taste. Mm. I really liked it. I thought the grandma was ace in it as well, so it kind of makes sense why she got nominated. Looking at the previous award winners, so she, I'm not going to try and pronounce her name again, but she, the grandma, won <laughs> at the BAFTAs. Yeah. Uh, the Critics' Choice gave it to Maria Bakalova for Borat. Mm-hmm. The Screen Actors Guild gave it to the grandma from Minari as well. And the Golden Globes gave it to Jodie Foster for the Mauritanian who's not even nominated here, so... I was going to say, I was like, I swear you didn't say Jodie Foster a second ago. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't throw too much weight behind the Golden Globes, like I say. No. I think it's going to be an interesting one. Um, it's interesting well, give... that Maria Bakalova has won. Hmm. She got a lot of props for that when it came out, though. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it... it's out there particularly, but I think it's, it's sort of made it a little bit more interesting that she has kind of... Yeah. And you know what, kind of... Fair play, because you don't get a lot of comedies and stuff winning these things, I don't think. No, not really. You're right. Especially not, so, especially not the acting awards. No, no. And, but, I mean, it's it's probably the most, act, more acting than anyone else did, though. Jesus, yeah. She, she acts harder than anyone else. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, like, the Giuliani bit aside, I mean, it's, it's just pure method acting. Yeah. She's 100% in character for, like... The whole time, at least, yeah. Like, as far as we know, anyway. Um, I know Amanda Seyfried was meant to be a, 
a favourite early doors kind of thing before a lot of the awards were given out and stuff. So that seems to have died away a little bit now. Is she already what? What she already won? She already won some some stuff, hasn't she? Like in the past. Um, I'm not sure. You know. Uh, let's have a quick look. Please don't say from Mamma Mia. She's won like she won an MTV Movie Award for Best On-Screen Team in Mean Girls. Well, that's obviously what I'm thinking about. Or she also won another MTV Movie Award for Best Scared as Shit Performance in Jennifer's Body. <laughs> that's a weird film. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Don't. Okay. Yeah, you can. She won, at the, she won at the Satellite Awards for Mank. She won Best Supporting Actress there. I don't know a lot about the Satellite Awards, but she won one, so was that. She got a Glamour Award for Film Actress. She won Satellite Award twice. One for Les Mis and one for yeah, Mank. Oh, there you go, then. But we don't know what a Satellite Award is, so it's no. like... You win a Liam Downey award. <laughs> yeah. I feel like some of these awards that you can win are a little bit like that. Yeah. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. The kind of award where you just like record a video and send it over. I mean, they're all doing that anyway this year. So, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, I to win an Oscar. Like, I don't like the Oscars. No. Let's get an interactive first. I mean, I should, should have said that up front as well. The Oscars are bullshit. I know I'm doing yeah. a whole show about it, and I always look forward to seeing who's won. But I always hate who's won because I never think it's never what I agree with. No. So, and also, it's not like uh, oftentimes it's films that don't necessarily deserve them over other stuff. Well, I know you just said that, but I mean, don't deserve to be nominated over other stuff necessarily. Yeah. Most people, a lot of people, won't have seen them compared to other films. So it's not always in terms. I don't know where I'm going with this, and it, yeah, it's kind of like a. It's almost a little bit smell your own farty sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I can fuck them. Yeah. yeah. End of the if podcast. If I ever get nominated, I'd like to. <laughs> thank. It, it, it would be an honor just to be nominated. Let's, let's just say that. Yeah. But yeah, thanks. When the, when the Academy start doing best podcast award. Yeah, then we're going. Yeah, like then, that then we'll suck up Aaron. to them. Yeah. I'll suck a lot more than up to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, um, they're dicks. <laughs> Got it. Because it's all men. Yeah. Well, less and less so, but at the minute, still mostly men. Old men, old white men. Yeah, yeah. So we we need to freshen it up with us on the judging panel. Some young white men. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we get there, also old white men. Yeah. Uh, what's the next category? The next category. So we'll break it up a little bit, and we'll go for best director. Ooh. So these Let's see how many are, of these I've heard of. I'll do director first on this, don't throw you. It's Thomas Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Can you do that in an accent? I did do it in an accent. I did it in my accent. <laughs> okay. David Fincher for Mank. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Which of those were in best picture? Uh, we haven't done Best Picture yet. Okay. Because I, I feel like uh, one, they should effectively be one in the same. Four out of the five are in Best Picture. And another round, which is the other one that isn't nominated, is mm. highly likely to win Best International Feature, as they call it. I think, okay. personally. Because I feel like if it's the Best Picture... 
then it would have the, the best directors. Direction. You'd yeah. think it's not always that simple, but you'd think. Um, I'm going to go with either Fincher or Minari. Okay. So uh, in previous awards, uh, do you want to give your your review your synopsis of Mank then? Yeah, it's about a guy called Liam X who moves to Cholton and all of a sudden becomes a bit of an arsehole because he thinks he's from Manchester now, even though he's actually from Crewe. Lived in Manchester, lived in Chester, moved back to Crewe. But now he lives in Manchester again, so he's a full-on mank. You're this confusing, is, it's a biopic. You're confusing it with the other film. This one's Mank with a K. Oh, okay. Um, then... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a different movie. But yeah, different the, movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't then pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the past, BAFTA gave it to Chloe Zhao, uh, the Critics' Choice gave it to Chloe Zhao, and the Golden Globes gave it to Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. So it's leaning towards Chloe Zhao winning it, which is interesting for your kind of film, I guess, a little bit more in terms of blockbusters that you're on about before. Mm-hmm. She is going to be directing The Eternals, that's why. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Nomadland is, that's actually about, um, it's Frances McDormand plays a woman who basically she loses her job and her husband died and she basically becomes a nomad effectively. She just, she has a a van and she just drives around and lives out of a van basically and she gets small jobs where she can. Mm. It's kind of a sort of smaller, intimate portrayal of this one woman who kind of, lives on this island effectively yeah um interesting film I, I don't know if it's necessarily the one i'd pick i think i enjoyed the other four more than that one when i watched him <laughs> okay. but, so but that's personal the worst of a good bunch everybody seems to like nomadland to be fair apart from me mm. um so i don't know what do i know but yeah. um but yeah what do i know i'm not an old white guy <laughs> exactly but yeah it could be quite interesting like I say for she's got the, the Eternals coming out later this year um, she seems like quite an interesting woman as well apparently the fan film got banned in China because she is Chinese but um, she made some quite anti-Chinese government comments got, the film's got well, nothing yeah. to do with China but they just banned it because of that oh so separately from the film she yeah yeah it comments. was like years ago but they kind of came to light recently and then they were like oh fuck yeah. you that's what China do, isn't it? I guess. But so um, she says she quite likes Hong Kong, actually. <laughs> I don't even think it was anything that bad. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that could be an interesting one. I think she's probably likely to win that one. It feels a little bit like that one's. Yeah. Don't I, mean, I guess. Best director is a weird one as well because so much of what you see goes into the edit inside, which the director doesn't always have. Yeah, that's much true. influence on. Yeah, it's, it's um, always a little bit weird one because if you buy into like the auteur theory, it's that everything you see on screen is the director's had a say in it. You know, from yeah. or not even see like here as well because the music obviously mm-hmm. hasn't. They haven't necessarily made the music, but they have been in charge of what goes where. And but then sometimes, and it, especially with blockbusters, especially it tends They're to be made by committee. Yeah, a much more less hands-on approach by the actual director. You know, they'll they'll be on setness maybe, but then again, not even entirely always on set. You can get you assistant get directors and pickup yeah. shot and stuff like that. So it's it's an interesting one. Without actually... See, I'm I'm I like the auteur theory, and that's the way I think it should be. I mean, for what it's worth, if you're buying into the auteur theory, um, 
I believe Chloe Zhao wrote, directed, edited, produced, and literally everything herself for this film. So that is a full. Yeah, let her have the award then. Yeah. Best, if, best director's not in terms of quality of film, it's just you weren't the artist. The, the most work that you've put in, yeah. So, yeah, you're like, you like, get a number one dad badge on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, they give out one, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it feels like she's probably going to win that one. Um, moving on to best actor, and I think this one's quite interesting. So first one is Riz Ahmed. The Sound of Metal as Reuben Stone. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, may you rest in peace, as in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Levy Green. Anthony Hopkins in The Father as Anthony. Which is, That's lazy. Um, I feel like they probably named the character after when they cast it. To make yeah, give it that sort of like, element of realism about it. It's like, tell you what, if you take the role, you can just use your own name. Like, it's fine. Yeah. We just, we just, we just want you in this. <laughs> we want a name actor. It's just called Guy in the Script. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one is Gary Oldman in Mank as Herman J. Mankowitz, which is it's actually a, where the name of the film comes. It's nothing okay. to, to do with to do with Manchester. Unions. Okay. It's. Uh, I didn't. I, I realized as well. I didn't actually give you the, the proper synopsis for that. It's. Um, it's all about him being an alcoholic screenwriter in the 1930s who writes uh, Citizen Kane. Oh, okay. You could have just said being a screenwriter. Well, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, and then finally is Stephen Young uh, in Minari as Jacob Yee. Okay. I um, Who was the very first one, sorry? Uh, Riz Ahmed. Okay. Um, and that's the film about a deaf guy who, through the vibrations of metal, suddenly starts like recognising the sound and eventually develops it to a point where he can hear music and hear things. Um, so he becomes a, a metal drummer because of his passion for it. I feel like you actually know the, the story behind this film as well, and you're just making this up on the fly. <laughs> I do. Yeah. It's that. It's that. <laughs> um, I think I would go with Stephen Yon, but they might go Chadwick Boseman. Posthumously? I, so they might go that way. It's a fair a assumption, and there's a the little bit of that... Um, I don't, I, mean, he, says, I don't know whether he went, whether he deserves it for that or not. As good as an actor as he was, I've obviously not seen the film. So, I, for what it's worth, I, I feel like that does sometimes add something to it in the same way that Heath Ledger's Joker we, we, we got taken on another level. As good as that performance was, which was fantastic, it gained legendary status because he'd passed away. I think there's always a little bit as well of a we've not given this guy an award before now. And we're never going to get another chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's give him it for the. It's a it's a pretty good performance in that film. It's not a film I loved. Um, Is it kind of like how Leo shouldn't have won an Oscar for the Re- Revenant? He should have won it ten years before. And yeah. Scorsese shouldn't have won it for The Departed. He should have won it ten years before for any number yeah. of his films. Like, wow, well, I do like The Departed though. I fucking love that film. Yeah, but like, maybe it's just because it starts with shipping off to Boston. I, I really like the Departed as well. Um, I know it's not everybody's, but it's and it's not Goodfellas, but you know. Mm. But I think if you if you say you're not like a you don't watch much Scorsese, it's a good thriller to be like, oh yeah, definitely. All right, family, let's go, let's sit down, and watch a film, let's put the Departed on. And if you've never seen it, they're like, fuck me, that's an amazing film. Yeah, true. I do um, agree. I like. I really like the Departed. Um, it's probably. 
probably up there as one of my favourite films. Just, you can see why people would be like, well, you didn't get it for King of Comedy or Goodfellas or Mean Streets yeah. or any of these other films that he's done over the years, but now it's this one. It's just an odd one for him to be like, whatever. Um, so looking at the other awards, uh, BAFTA gave it to Anthony Hopkins in The Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, Critics' Choice gave it to Chadwick Boseman. Golden Globes. Now, the Golden Globes split it out. Um, they have two categories for acting, main mm-hmm. main leading acting. The Golden Globes gave it to Chadwick Boseman as well, and mm-hmm. the Screen Actors Guild gave it to Chadwick Boseman. And so it feels a little bit like BAFTA just gave it to the British guy. We, yeah. Um, but having Which said I feel- that, I think that Sir Anthony Hopkins is actually brilliant in that film. Um, yeah. He absolutely carries it, really, and he does such an amazing job. Uh, I watched it recently, so it, it's kind of still quite fresh in my memory. Um, I would not. Hate it, it sounds like an want. effective film as well. Definitely, yeah. And I, especially, I, it's a, it's something that touches so many people's lives. So it there's an extra layer on top because it not only is it an affecting film, but it's extra affecting because it people can recognize it. it. Yeah, and empathize with it, and it's exactly like done in a good way. Yeah. Um, so I can't watch stuff like that though. I'd, like it's tough. Yeah, a little like, bit. I've, I mean, I've not had much dealings with that personally in my family luckily but like it's just not nice yeah i don't have to um, watch that film it's i don't know it's a tough watch but i feel like it is really quite rewarding as well okay but just because he's so such good. a good actor yeah he's so good in it having all said all that everybody else seems to be leaning towards chadwick boseman and like you said before there's that sort of cynicism that says well this is his last chance. He's probably going to win it. For me, I was wondering if he might have won it like a few months back. I was wondering if he might have won an award for The Five Bloods. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, no, it's another one that's on my list to watch. Um, yeah. I've heard it's really good. He's only a small, very small role in that. Um, so you're thinking maybe he'd win the supporting actor. Yeah. Uh, they seem to have gone for... Marini's Black Bottom instead, which is, it's fine. It's not, I don't think it's that great of a film, but um, yeah, seems to be leaning that way anyway. Uh, mm. For what it's worth, by the way, I feel like I should say that that is not the plot of Sound of Metal as well. The plot of Sound of Metal is he's you're already... Telling me, you're telling me this yeah, or you're telling yeah. the audience? Well, both, I guess. He is already a metal drummer and he loses his hearing and needs to live to learn as a deaf person. That's the plot of Sound of Metal. I feel like... But if you watch it in rewind, well, yeah, I still don't think he learns through vibrations at any point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because when you lose one, yeah, when you when you haven't got one sense, the others become enhanced. Like Daredevil. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's he's I don't know. Daredevil's pretty metal name anyway. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then we'll get on to best actress on this is the one where there's a couple in there I haven't seen, actually. So uh, first one is Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as Ma Rainey. Uh, the next one is Andra Day in The United States versus Billie Holiday as Billie Holiday. Uh, the next one is Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman as Martha Vice. Uh, Frances McDormand in Nomadland as Fern. And finally, Carrie Mulligan 
in Promising Young Woman as Cassandra Cassie Thomas. I am going to go with Carrie Mulligan. Okay. On these. Or Nomad Lady. Yeah, Frances McDormand. Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen... Frances McDormand? You have. She's in uh, Fargo. Plays the the policewoman in Fargo. I've seen her. She was in that three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri as well, which is quite good. She won an Oscar for that. It's a tough one. If you're going with either of them, then you don't have to give us a... I'm going... Who did I say first? Uh, Carrie Mulligan. I'm going with Carrie Mulligan. Okay. Interesting. I... I mean, I wouldn't be so. I think those two are probably the two front runners. Wouldn't be surprised if either of them won it. Uh, for what it's worth, BAFTA gave it to Francis McDormand. Uh, the Critics' Choice gave it to Carrie Mulligan. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild gave it to Viola Davis as Ma Rainey. Um, so they're a bit split. That we didn't say before. Sorry, uh, the Golden Globes they gave it to Chadwick Boseman for the for the actor in a drama film. Uh, but they also have a subsection for best musical or comedy. I don't know why it's those two genres that they've picked out, but it is. Uh, they gave it two to... very similar comedy, very t- similar yeah, genres. Yeah, it's so weird why they've just picked... I think it's like an old Hollywood film of like films are either one thing or a musical slash comedy. I don't know. But uh, either way, they gave the second award to uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat. Um yeah. So, again, so on that, if they were they picking because we've had the same six movies all throughout so far, so is the movies in best musical or comedy the same six movies? Because if so, then yeah, obviously that wins. But otherwise, I'm sure there's probably better comedies that have come out in the last year. I mean, nothing, nothing's come out in the last year. Yeah, it's been a weird year anyway for it. I'll get to yeah. it when we get to best picture. Okay, okay. Um, they gave actress wise, they gave it to Andra Day for United States versus Billie Holiday. And in musical or comedy, they gave it to Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot. And as Marla Grayson, I don't know if you've seen that one, it's been on Prime. I didn't, it's not a great that. film. I didn't, I didn't really like it that much. You didn't go with uh, yeah, I didn't really go with it. And she didn't, she didn't get nominated in any of them. Uh, the only one that did, I think, is Maria Bakalova got a nomination, but she's obviously a supporting actress at the, I don't know, category fraud again. But uh, but yeah, I, I I really think it is going to be either Francis McDormand or Carrie Mulligan. I'd be very surprised if Viola Davis does win, despite the Screen Actors Guild, hmm. which is weird because you'd think that it's the actors that are voting for it. So it could be quite an interesting one, that one. Yeah. Finally, then, we'll move on to Best Picture. So, you know, it's, the what it's come down to, folks. This yeah. is the important one. Nothing else matters. All the other orders, shit. <laughs> if you won one of them, you just first last. This is the one it all counts about. I mean, not to like the individual <laughs> person, I guess. I get, but... No, 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 no. You won one... great. Oh, no one cares, mate. No one cares, Daniel Kaluuya. Did you win Best Picture? Did you specifically win Best Picture? Okay, so the nominees for this one, they have a few more in the Oscars in Best Picture. They expanded it a few years ago. Uh, So we've got The Father, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, 
Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. It's pretty mm-hmm. much every film we've just mentioned over the last hour. Yeah. Um, in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. I think this is going to... I think I'm going to go with Judas and Black Messiah. Or maybe it's just because I want it to, because it's the film I'm most interested in seeing. Yeah. Or Minari. Okay. Both fair fair shots, I think, we've both got at it. Um, one that's not nominated, but I think you would like, is one we mentioned previously about international feature. Uh, it's mm. called Another Round. And that okay. one's... It's a Danish film. Love a good Danish. Yeah. And it's about for school teachers who decide to basically that they function better as people if they're just slightly drunk. <laughs> I know that feeling. Decide to stay. <laughs> I'm feeling very well. Just slightly drunk for the rest of their lives. <laughs> it's uh, Mad, Mads Mikkelsen is the main character in it. He plays the main character in it. Is it in Danish? Yes. It's so it's subtitled. Just, I don't... I mean, it's obviously not why it it's sounds not like here. a comedy. Is it it's, a comedy? It's dark, dark comedy, I think. Because I'm just wondering sometimes, because uh, so much of comedy is like timing and stuff like that, sometimes I wonder how comedies would translate. Don't not translate. Yeah. But, translate, but yeah. It does work fairly well, I'd say. Um, but it sounds, it sounds right up my, it sounds like my just dream life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> And that that one's definitely win. worth checking out. Uh, so we'll go through. BAFTA gave it to Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Critics' Choice gave it to Nomadland. But by, by the way, it would have been my third shout. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the Screen Actors Guild don't really give out a best picture. They give out best performance by a cast, which is because it's just specifically for actors, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And they give it to Trial of Chicago 7. So that's quite interesting. Then we've got the Golden Globes. A wild card as ever. In the drama category, they gave it to Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Uh, musical or comedy, obviously, they went with Borat, subsequent movie film. Yeah. Would you like to hear the other um, nominees for that? <laughs> if Father's in there, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, that one got a drama one. You're okay. right. Uh, yes, then I would, please. Um, so, Hamilton. I mean, I've not seen it, but I don't think it's a comedy, is it? I think it's, well, it's a musical. Bad. So... Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really liked it. It's not really a film. It's no, a it's film not. It's a stage performance. They just, I, you could just record it on your phone, I guess. <laughs> I guess there's different angles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit better than recording it on your phone. But um, the next phone. one <laughs> is Music, mm-hmm. which is a film I'd never heard of before they announced it. Um, apparently, it's directed by Sia. Um, I've heard of Sia. Apparently, it's insanely problematic as well. Um, Nobody liked it, so really sort of wild card. Um, The next one is Palm Springs. That's the that's just come on Amazon, hasn't it? Yeah, Uh, Sandberg. Yeah, and I like Andy Sandberg, so I want to watch that. I've seen it a couple of times now. I think it's amazing. Really, is that good? Yeah, Yeah. good. One of my favorite films from last year. Amazing. Okay, cool. Um, and then finally, and it's a film that you, I know you've watched, uh, is The Prom. I thought this might be in there. And <laughs> I think it should be The Prom because this is best musical slash comedy. I mean, it was Borat. And this is the one. <laughs> and I'm sure it was. But The Prom is at least, well, at least attempts to be a musical slash comedy. So it's both. So it's both. So 
It's got the you most know, musical comedy. Yeah, you, you could get like 10 points for comedy or 10 points for music, but that gets 10 points each. It's 20 points, twice as good as every all the other films. Yeah, there. but does it score like one on both scales? So. <laughs> That's a very fair point. I don't remember it being good. I've, I've not <laughs> thought about the film since um, that episode of the podcast. And, so, and the other reason as well is that James Corden got a nomination in Best Actor for that. Fuck at the, off. At the Golden Globes. Because that was like... I mean, I thought he was finding it, like, but that got people weren't very happy with it. People are not happy about anything man. he does, I guess. But yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't heard, he plays a gay man in it, and he plays a very campy gay man. And yeah, so you can imagine the the furore that that came from that. That's yeah. Like, yeah, Borat should have went out of all those. Well, without seeing Palm Springs. I mean, Palm Springs is my favorite ad. The two that yeah. I've seen of them. <laughs> oh no, Hamilton and I have seen, but again, it's not not a film. No, you should Whatever. watch it. You should watch Prom. Yeah, I won't. Why was um, Soul not in there? So Soul, because it's animated, it tends to come under its own thing. Okay, I get that. It's a bit weird. That was, that was that was really good. I liked Soul. Yeah, so Soul, I think, has won Best Animated Film at almost everything. It's almost certain to win it again here. Uh, if you want to go through them, the other ones are Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, and Wolfwalkers are the other ones. Um, I've heard, heard Wolfwalkers on, right. to be quite good. Onward, I thought was okay. Um, yeah, it's def- just, definitely Soul then. I've not, not been the only one I've seen. It's got to be Soul. Yeah. So it seems like, in terms of best picture, that Nomadland will probably win, given it seems to be. Sweeping a lot of the others. Um, For me, I think I'd go with either The Father or Minari as my two favourites from what I've seen of like everything last year, pretty much. Mm. So yeah, it's it's I'm probably going to be it's probably going to be me me waking up on Monday going my favourite didn't win, which happens (laughs) almost every year apart from last year when Parasite won. Is um are you trying to tell me that Palm Springs? Is better than the wrong Missy. Um, do you want to go through the uh, through the Golden Raspberry Awards? I'll write it then. <laughs> yeah, go on, you brought well. it up. <laughs> uh, I'll end on a high. Worst, worst actor. Worst actor. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Doolittle. Uh, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, in Absolute Proof. It seems like that's a film that's like pro-Trump kind of. Okay. That's why that's nominated. Uh, Michelle Marone in 365 Days. Don't know what that is, but... Oh, that's the weird porno one that went on. Yeah. Netflix or whatever, didn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, Adam Sandler in Hubie Halloween and David Spade in The Wrong Missy. Okay, Adam Sandler should not be in that because while... Not being good, I feel like it's exactly what it's set out to be. Not Not defending your boy David Spade, though, are you? Yes, I am. That was next on my list because he was absolutely fine. That hilarious show. I fucking love the round miss. It's, it's so good. I'm so mad you made me watch that. <laughs> I, I genuinely didn't hate it. I thought it was like there are parts that genuinely made me laugh, laugh out loud. Uh, it was worst... like exactly as we thought it would go. But oh, but yeah, it was ace. Worst actress. Uh, Anne Hathaway in The Last Thing He Wanted and The Witches, just to double up. 
Isn't mad that like because she's won stuff like yeah. big awards, like Oscars, I think, right? Yeah, you can go from like one extreme to another quite. Like, you don't become a bad actor or like a good actor overnight. A lot of that is down to the material that you're given. Sure. Oh, yeah, exactly. That that's the sort of other thing you got to take away from this is that like these aren't just because you win a raspberry golden raspberry doesn't mean that you're a terrible actor. It just and a lot of the time that, they take it in like. Good faith as well, I think. Not a lot of the time, but odd people have done it. Odd people have okay. actually turned up to accept it kind of thing and gone, thanks. Cheers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It was, I think um, Halle Berry did for Catwoman, didn't she? Yes, because I think she won She won an Oscar either the year before or the same year for a different film as well. Yeah. Um, the next one is Katie Holmes for Brahms The Boy 2. Don't know what that is. And The Secret Dare to Dream. Don't know what that is. Uh, Kate Hudson for music. Wait, is is the secret dare to dream about you know the the scam, the secret? It's a hang on. It's based on the 2006 self help book, The Secret by Rhonda. Yes, Bell. it is. As if, as if there's a film made of that. Is it just it's a documentary? A Basically, it's you know always Sunny did a bit on it where they're like, oh, you make a mood board and then you just think positively and good and everything. Oh. Got all. That's the secret. Okay. The secret is get lucky. So that's why she's nominated then. Probably. Uh, yeah, Kate Hudson for music. So that's that CF film that mm-hmm. looks bad. Um, Anna Maria Sikuka for 365 Days, which again seems to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Lauren Lapkus for The Wrong Missy. Is she the one that played Missy? Yeah. Shouldn't be her. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she not sure. nominated for an Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> it takes guts. Uh, finally, do I, do, I'll just run through the worst screen combo. Uh, okay. Maria Bakalova and Rudy Giuliani for... Borat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's on there. <laughs> the uh, Robert Downey Jr. and his utterly unconvincing Welsh accent in Doolittle. But that was Welsh. Apparently. I never saw it. <laughs> I don't think it was. It was just his. It was just his Sherlock accent. I didn't see it, but just off the trailers, it's just a Sherlock accent. Uh, Harrison Ford and that totally fake-looking CGI. <laughs> in the wind. Wild, sorry. Uh, Adam Sandler and his grating simpleton voice in Hubie Halloween. <laughs> and finally, Lauren Lapkus and David Spade in the Wrong Missy. This is. This should be in every awards. Like, so just that one category. Because it's just amazing. I've never heard of that award before. And the fact that it could just be like, not a combo whatsoever. <laughs> if we don't like your voice, it's you and your stupid voice. Yeah. <laughs> and your stupid voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, though, and I'm sure uh, both David Spade and Roy Schneider would be disappointed that uh, it didn't get nominated for Worst Picture. Oh, that's good. Uh, it went, those went to Absolute Proof, which is that Trumpy documentary, documentary thing, air quotes. Uh, 365 Days, Do Little, Music, and Fantasy Island, which was garbage. Oh, not a porno. No. Oh. No, apparently 365 Days is a bit like a porno. Oh. It's a Polish one. I think it was on Netflix. Oh, it looks a bit like a porno. Oh, yeah. It does look. Yeah, I remember seeing, like, flicking past this and thinking, I forget to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's all the awards yeah so we sort of give our 
predictions. Did we predict them? You predicted them, I guess. I predicted. Okay, so when you edit in this back, we need to make a note of what the predictions were and whether we were right. On yeah, I'm one. sure people people could tweet at us, I guess, to let us know how wrong or right we were. Okay. How, how Aaron, would they do that, Liam? Aaron's dad tweet us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, how would they do that? They would tweet us at LTANpod on Twitter. They could also email us at where, Aaron? It's let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. Well, where could where could they because they might want to not just listen, they might want to watch some stuff. Obviously, they're, they're massively into watching things. Yeah. So they can watch us on YouTube by searching Let's Talk About Nothing. And you know, just enjoy it. Like and subscribe. Leave yeah. a thumbs up. Leave a comment. It all helps, probably. One day. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We might win an award. If we if we could pull them all together. To feature length, it yeah. could be like a um I don't know. I don't know what it would be what it would be, but if if Borat can be, <laughs> be nominated. Hey, at the very worst, we could maybe get an invite out to the Golden Raspberries. <laughs> exactly. That's why my dream is this worst screen combo is Liam Us and Aaron. Two. Yeah. Yeah. For it's Liam and his and his predictions, and I don't even get a shout out. <laughs> Told you, I'd thank you as my assistant. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks. Um, well, what do we say at the end of every episode, Darren? Because it's the end of every episode, this one included. Cut.